I really wish that I was standing in the rain right now. Like, that actually was happening. There was an organ somewhere, and actually the two of us were just sopping wet doing the episode. I would really like that. We'd probably be electrocuted because of all of the equipment. That's what we're going for. That's actually right. You're right. <laughs> it would be a great suicide. Mm-hmm. Yep. A great way It'd be to... be very moody. Yeah. Atmospheric. Also a good story if we don't make it. Or if we did make it, then we could be like, well, we were electrocuted. That's a cool story. I also imagine... no one can really tell that story. Like a lot of fog. Like maybe mm-hmm. we're in London. Yes. London, but like right outside of London where there's like old houses. Yeah. That are maybe abandoned. Very like uh, cinematic. Super cinematic. I'm down for that. I am too. Um, so we did this episode already kind of a couple days ago. And so we might have a few of the problems that we had last time, but just not as bad. Right. Um, there's going to be, we have three dogs here with us right now, you guys. We're attempting to record this episode on our own because our sound engineer is out of town. So you're going to hear... Like an asshole. Like a... Yeah, he does not give a shit about... Who do you think you are? Why are you going out of town? What are you even doing going out of town? Where do you even have to go? You're a sound engineer. Who... And who leaves LA? Really? There's literally nowhere else to go except London where it's raining. Maybe that's where he is. Maybe. Maybe he's like scoping out like a good location for us to actually like take... It's possible. But you guys are going to hear dogs snoring, dogs Which walking you around. Probably right now. Yes. Yes. Dogs clicking, dogs tap dancing. And that's all Stevie and I. Yes. We have our tap shoes on and we're ready to go. <laughs> You'll hear some farts. That's from me. There was right there. Um, <laughs> so we're going to try our hardest. So we apologize in advance. It's just we have no other options right now. And like killing dogs is not one of them either. No. So they're here to stay. Yeah. And we wanted to get out a new episode to you guys as soon as possible. So here we are. We're trying it out. Forgive us for all of the background. Forgive us for our sins. Noise. For we have made noise. Um, so the last episode, we talked about a lot of puking. Yes, it was the puke episode. Incredibly attractive episode. Um, it's the one that's going to make men really want us. Um, we talked about puking. You were puking because of maybe going off Prozac, maybe this... T- Trazodone. Trazodone. Correct. And I was puking because I'm a drunken mess. Well, so we you t- were we a drunken mess. You're not drunk right now, are you? Did I say I am a drunken mess? Yes. I wish I was drunk right now. I, I, I want to do a show drunk. We could do that. I'm it'll down be, for that. It'll either be a, an amazing show or like the most annoying. Because I mean, people in person just drunk in general are annoying. Can you imagine listening? It'll to probably be me gushing to you like I love you so much, Kristen. Like you don't understand how much I care about this <laughs> podcast. Like everyone listening is really great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we talked a lot about puking. I was taking cold turkey off my Prozac, and I fought with the doctor a little bit because he was like, "What you need to do is meditate." Right, which is so dumb. It's like heal the, heal cancer with herbs. I mean, well, maybe it's not as dumb, but heal AIDS with herbs. It's like, well, no, you really actually need some treatment. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, you need to learn how to breathe right. You don't breathe right, and you need to meditate. And I was like, no, that's why I'm here, because I can't meditate, because right. I can't get my mind to shut up. Right. And uh, I was having sleeping problems, and I told him, and so he gave me trazodone, which is... Like a very mild antidepressant, but it actually they're finding out it doesn't work as an antidepressant, and they use it as a sleeping. Well, aid which now. is funny because that's exactly what I give my dog when we go on the flight on on flights when for we take flights for him to just to chill knock out. him out. Yeah, yeah. and like he, lo- I actually I'll post a picture on our Instagram. I have a few pictures of him when I'd given him 100 milligrams of it because that's the dose that they give him, which is actually that's a lot st- because really he's strong. teeny tiny. He's teeny, but he is psycho. I might he might look totally harmless right now but he's a psychopath that's more milligrams than i was prescribed i know I was prescribed 50. well i'm so excited that you told me you're taking it because now i'm like sweet i have something to take because Try whenever i have anxiety and i like basically can't go back to the doctor because i can't find well i can i'm being like slightly lazy my insurance is the poor people insurance and the problem with that is i can't find a psychiatrist through that insurance so i'd have to go to just a regular doctor and i don't have a regular doctor yet and i'd have to like look for a regular doctor blah 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 so every time i just like suffer through when i'm having super bad panic attacks or like anxiety or ask my roommate for um for what she takes which is uh something that chris what's his name who just killed himself took oh ativan ativan yeah so yeah. she has ativan and she got real freaked out because she was like oh my god i don't want that to have the same effect as Chris Cornell. Yeah, I don't want those side effects. (laughs) Yeah, so she's like, do you want them? And I'm like, sure. Oh, (laughs) that's nice. Yeah. That was very nice of her. But I have to say, I don't know if it's a super low dose of Ativan, but the ones that she's given me 
I really feel like barely any relief on them. I had uh, tried Ativan from my doctor before and the same thing. I felt absolutely nothing yeah. from them. And so I just stopped because I was like, these aren't helping. Yeah. She was like, don't, don't take a full one. So the first time I didn't take a full one, I took half and I felt nothing. And then I took a full one the next time and I still barely felt anything. And so and now I'm glad I have the Trazodone. Yeah, try it out. See, yeah. I, I want to see if it will make you sick because, again, I spent three days puking my brains out and I don't know if it was the Prozac withdrawal or if it was the Trazodone because I had taken it a Trazodone. Be a yeah, I feel a lot better now. Um, I tried the Trazodone a few nights ago, but it just, I woke up like super sweaty and hot and uncomfortable mm. and like my body felt all weird and I just. I don't like it. It doesn't yeah. agree with me. I would much rather have something like Xanax or a stronger Ativan. I think why did they just give you Xanax? Like, why would they go for Trazodone over because something like Tried tra- and True? Trazodone is a non-addictive sedative, ah. whereas Xanax is very addictive, yeah. and so they're super strict about who they give Xanax to, right. which I understand. But um, but I think I have a very high tolerance for anti-anxiety meds. Yeah. Because, again, I had tried Ativan and it did nothing for me. But I had tried a heavy dose of Ativan years ago from a friend of mine. And it worked great. And so I think that they were just thinking that, like, oh, you're a tiny girl, so you need a tiny dosage. Yeah, no. No, hit me with that No, shit. yeah, I'm an elephant. I need elephant. a truck. Exactly. Yeah, it's like you're an elephant and you need to get hit by a car. Exactly. It's going to be a giant truck you need to get hit by. But I spent the weekend throwing up and got a text from you that you were also throwing up as well. Yeah. So we're just barf twins. Barf twins. For life. Twinning. Twinning in the barf zone. You know the bad thing about barf, besides uh, everything, is that it's it's smell. It is so awful smelling. It's bad and it makes your breath smell like it. And it's like, the other thing I hate is that it makes your whole, my whole face, like, red and my eyes water oh yeah and yeah. like I'm just yeah. very like yeah, yeah, when yeah. I throw up it's it's very intense I broke a couple blood vessels in my face oh yeah and I hate that I threw up so hard once I get migraines and I did a hot yoga class and oh, it just God. must I must have had a gajillion toxins in me and it it gave me the worst migraine I was puking so hard that I was literally just shooting vomit out of my nostrils <gasps> It I've done that before. Awful. It burns. It burns and it hurts because there's chunks where there's not supposed to be chunks. Yeah. It's like the worst. Luckily this weekend I wasn't puking chunks, but I might as well been because it was so bad. So um, basically we're going to talk, I think, a little bit about like dating and having depression. Yeah. And um, it's no, it's hard. Dating's hard um, even without depression. Absolutely. It's a nightmare. It's with the, or without depression. Especially if you live in Los Angeles because no one comes here for love. No, no one comes no. here for relationships. No one comes here for marriage. We're all here. They come here for gluten-free food and vegan food and Instagram. And yeah, exactly. And uh we're all here for our own personal shit. So, our dreams, yeah. whatever you want to call it. That's what we come out here for. We don't come out here to find no. friends and and family. We come out here because we're psycho and we think that we're awesome and that we're going to make it. Yeah. And then what happens is we realize we're not. And then we're like, oh, we should have other people in our lives to make us feel whole. And And then then, we start going after these idiots. mm -hmm, That are still probably trying to go after what they want. And so it's like you're chasing something that's not wanting to chase you. So I I also – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I also noticed a pattern in – with men – and dating in Los Angeles where it's almost like they're always waiting for the next best thing because yes. there's so many oh my God. like attractive, successful, beautiful mm-hmm. women, models, mm-hmm. actresses out here. Mm-hmm. And it's like a guy you can kind of date for a while and then it's like, oh, they found the next best thing. Yeah. Which is what I hate. Yeah, that's basically exactly what I'm experiencing because the problem with like Instagram stalking is you can see exactly who they're going out with. Yeah. And so you can see like, oh, this girl's really pretty and successful or this girl's got an amazing body or this girl's got like a gajillion Instagram followers or whatever. And so you can like now with the technology, you can keep tabs on your competition. Whereas before it's more of an imaginary, like maybe he's out with a very beautiful woman, but like now it's like cemented, like in your face, look how much better this person is than you. Um, and so I haven't talked about it on this show really. I talked about it on my other podcast, um, but the Ask Women podcast, uh, but about this dude that I basically have been chasing for seven months. And that's the exact scenario is that he's 
he moved here from out of town and did not move here with intentions of being a dude in a relationship. He was married. He's going through a divorce. Oh, wow. And so, like, and he's cute. And he's got, like, a good job and a decent amount of money and, like, blah, blah, He looks good on paper. Yeah. So he can get so many chicks here because the thing is, I think women don't have as many options as men. Absolutely. So, like, for for every one guy we have, they have ten girls to yes. choose from. And so there's... The women-to-man ratio. Woman-to-man ratio. Yes. By the way, way someone off. had tweeted and said that I say women weird. I, I told you you said Okay, but weird. someone had tweeted... You go, women. Someone, women. Someone was like, I agree. She says women weird. Women. <laughs> Why am I... Look, it's, women. I need, I need to go to a women. speech therapist. No, women. It's like, I don't know if it's It's very like valley ho- girl. Hood or valley. I think it's valley. Yeah, women. 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 That's so many women. Yeah, it's so, so weird. Stupid. I say a lot of things weird, but you say women weird. Um, but women are weird, so we deserve it. Uh, so, yeah, so basically the past seven months, my self-esteem, whatever little tiny nuggets of self-esteem I've had left have just been, like, destroyed. Because this, like, I know what he's going for, but in a way you're hoping that you can be special enough to change it. Of course. That's that's what all of us think. Us women. Us women <laughs> think we that think. we can change man. Yeah. And we can't. Because... No. We're not that special. No, and then it ends up being a shit show. That's yes. why I'm not dating right now because I. And that's can't, why I was puking this weekend. And that's I can't emotionally handle yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we were texting, and I said I I don't have enough self esteem to date. Um. So basically, this weekend, so I found out the dude that I had been like chasing went out of town with another girl, and it broke my fucking heart. And so I was like determined to feel needed and desired by like a dude. And um, so I'm instantly, like, on Bumble. I found this guy, and I don't find that many people on there, but I quickly found this dude, and he was really funny and super cute, and, and we he immediately, like, asked me out. Um, and so we went out on, on a Friday, and I was so sad from the other guy yeah. that I was trying to make up for it in, like, self-esteem and stuff, but then for me that meant drinking. And so... Well, it's hard to loosen up and go and have a good time with someone yeah. when you're stressed over someone else. Well, yeah. And also because I was so determined, like, screw him. I'm, like, I'm going to have fun and I'm, like, valuable and blah, blah, blah. Good for you. Yeah. So <laughs> I drank in the Uber on the way over. I, like, snuck it in. And so basically it was like... Wait, a, what a, did blah, you sneak it in with? A smart water bottle. And what was it? It had it, to be clear. Yeah, it was, it was gin bottle. and tonic. Okay. And so there was probably two in there, and I sucked it down at the Uber on the way over. And then, um, and I didn't leave my bottle in the woman's car, by the way. I, in the women's in car. In the women's car, because I hate when people leave shit in my car. So anyway, I didn't leave anything in her car. So I took it out and I threw it out. But anyway, before I went to the bar. So um, I go in, I immediately have another gin and tonic. Because I was already feeling saucy. Yeah, and confident. And confident. And, cool and, and I walked in, and he was so freaking cute and Ooh. dressed so amazing and looked just like he stood out. Like, at the bar, it was just like he stood out. Oh, damn. And so then, of course, I wanted to drink more. So, and we had had a conversation. I don't really mix alcohol because I have no tolerance. And anyway, I immediately and like started two mixing pounds. alcohol. Well, so you're also two pounds. Th- three, but thank you. Well, us totally equal five pounds. Aha. That's what it is in Los Angeles. Because we're women. Because we're little women in LA. Totally. Um, So, yeah. So then I started mixing alcohol. Um, I mixed, uh, I had two tequila drinks, and then I had like two full glasses of wine. (gasps) It's the wine. And I don't drink wine ever. Yeah. Wine will make you puke if you mix it. Two full glasses down them. But when we were drinking the wine, we had gone to another place and we had gotten, um, we had gotten, uh, uh, like raw fish, basically, which uh-huh. was totally his choice. I was drunk; I would have eaten anything. Yeah. And so I'm just like chowing, like mm, this octopus is delicious. <laughs> like, ew! I would every any other time be like, no, nah, I'm good on the octopus. I like, love this starfish; it tastes great. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I like burgers and French fries. And so, um, anyway, I fell off my bar stool. <gasps> That's a long fall, by the way. Yeah, it's you not fell a chair. On your ass. I saw the bruise. I got to see Kristen's ass, everyone. Yes. She has a perfect ass, but also a, a giant bruise that looks like something you would get if you were like in a car accident or something. Or if you were a snowboarder and ate shit right. going down the or hill. Or if you were just a drunk whore and fell at on a bar your ass off fell. the bar saloon. That makes sense. Yeah. Pretty accurate. 
So that was humiliating. And then it was like that moment hit me where I was like, what am I doing? I'm screwing things up with this guy because I was so determined to like feel good about myself. And then we get in the Uber and I puked all over myself. Luckily, oh, not much got on the Uber because he didn't get charged. Okay. And How much do they charge you in Uber when, if you puke in the Uber? It depends. In New depends. York, it's like $200 if you if you puke in a taxi, right? 150 that's okay. That's 150. I think 150 is the most. I think that's for the worst puke. Okay. But then they'll judge it. So like I read online, like um, like an Uber driver will submit the picture of the puke, and if they don't think it's worthy of 150, they'll give them like 60. Okay. Or something. I but see. the problem is the smell. That's why I mentioned the smell. That smell is so legit. And it's hard to get out of things. Yes. Like you have to go and get it professionally cleaned because that fucking smell yeah. is gnarly. Yeah. It's like a psycho acts like it just won't leap or something like it's just a, this thing that constantly follows you and so I smelled so I had I puked all over my clothes and it was like white fish chunks oh. all over my clothes and I was wearing black jeans so like it was just white oh, polka dot no. speckles all over my be- purse my hair it was in my hair it was on my arms it's in my hands in those moments though when you're that sick you don't give a fuck no you're I was just, just like, like I just want uh, give me I just want out of the car, I want to just keep yes. puking. I want to continue puking for the rest of my life. This feels so good. And I also have to say the worst thing when you're super drunk is to get in a fucking car. Anything oh, that moves. The minute we got in, he said, because I was black, I was blacking out, so I don't totally remember exactly. But the Uber from where we were to his place is maybe one mile at the most. Still puke. I puked pukeville. like I puked like halfway there, so maybe half a mile. Just all over the place or all over myself so the dude was such a gentleman and a hero and should be awarded the medal of honor because he didn't try to take advantage of me he basically brought me to his place put me in the shower washed my clothes for me oh my got me water gosh. you know like did the whole like he just was so amazing and then i woke up in the morning because again i was like blacking out i woke up in the morning and uh took one look where i was in his like beautiful apartment and i just was like oh fuck because like this is a dude you don't want to do that in front of. Um, and he washed your clothes for you, so I'm yeah, guessing he, had them, he has like, a washer folded. and dryer. He has dryer. a washer and dryer at, Which is, in L.A. That's that's like... I mean, I'm not trying to brag. I got a washer and dryer. I think you do, too. I do, too. Yeah. Okay, so we're bragging But right it's now. rare. We are part of the rare, very blessed community. So rare. Yeah. I've never had a washer and dryer until my last place in this place. And if, once you get it... You can't you live without it. it. Yeah, you're yeah. like, no way. You just wash shit just to wash it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. that's what I yeah. did this morning. I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna throw a little load in because I can, bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm like, I'm just gonna wash my dog in there. I'm just throw him in, yeah, just because I can. But he washed your clothes for you. That's that is some gentleman. But he didn't. Behavior. He didn't clean my bag. He's like, that's the one thing I couldn't do, like my purse, because I woke up in the morning and, but my purse it had like spots on it. But I woke up and I was like, I still smell it. Because I had, had I had taken a shower, you know, and I was like, "Where is this coming from?" Did and you, I couldn't did you puke yeah. on your cute purse? Your this the, this purse right here. That's I, here. I, I love it. that purse. Yeah, it's suede too, but like I just cleaned it with. And I mean, it's super old, but I cleaned it with just actual like laundry detergent and water, and it didn't leave a mark or anything. Oh, that's awesome! But and I you got up, the smell out. The smell's gone. Okay. I, but I woke up and it was like dancing into my nostrils. Oh no! And I'm like, well, where is it coming from? And I was looking in my hair. I'm like, I showered. Where is it? And then finally, like when I got up, got up to leave, I had picked up my bag, and I was like, oh, it's all over my bag. And he's like, yeah, it was the one thing I just couldn't. And it was like chunkety chunk. Oh no! It was like you could just on it the outside like or the inside too. On the outside, only. okay. But it looked like like. Like, you know, tuna before you make, like, tuna like salad. Like, flake, flaky tuna. Flaky, yeah, like flakes. Fish flakes, basically. Oh, my God. I was like, I could resalvage this and make myself a tuna salad. Why not? Why not? Make him a tuna salad. <laughs> I'll show him how domestic I am. <laughs> Watch this. Let me whip you up a tuna sandwich really quick. Leftovers times a thousand. Oh, uh, God. I'm wifey material, bitch. Yeah, well, that was actually the thing before I was leaving. I was trying to show him I was wifey material because he had taken laundry out of the dryer, and he's like, oh, no, this string came out of these shorts. I'll never be able to wear them again. You know how, like, a string... Oh, yeah, and it's like you just take a safety pin. And, and I was like, oh, no, I can fix those. And so, like... Oh, yeah. He's like, you can? And so I got it halfway through before my Uber got there. So anyway, I showed him. I was like, it's halfway through. You just have to, like, inch it a little bit more. But I tried to show him, like, I'm not a total waste. You're like, look, I got drunk, but I can still put a string back in. Right. So totally worth all the vomit everywhere. Um, and my dignity just down the toilet along with my puke. Um, so he was great and wonderful, but um, unfortunately, like, I don't think we're going to go out again. But I learned a valuable lesson, which is eat before you drink that much. 
Definitely. I will still continue to drink that much. I will just make sure I have a lot to eat before I do. Carbs. (laughs) Carbs are the secret. Soak it up. You need, exactly, you need something in your stomach that acts like a sponge that will just take it all up because otherwise you're just going to puke your life away. Like you end up puking up bile and stuff and it's just so gross. Yeah, so in the morning, I was puking in the morning at his place and like he didn't have toilet paper, which I thought of you. No! No, Okay, okay, no. No! Okay, yeah. This is... Call back to Stevie and and her doctor. This is so... Why do some men not have fucking Because they don't need it as much. Like he's like, I'm not probably going to shit yet. I don't need it yet. So it was in his garage because he had like a garage to his apartment building. This is an epitome. I mean, this is a, um, uh, not an epitome. What's the word I'm looking uh, for? Uh, uh, a, er, uh, it's uh, not coming to me. Fuck it. But this is a huge problem with bachelors. I don't understand what they're wiping their ass with. Okay, I understand. I didn't see any wipes, though. I was looking for what your guy had. Yeah, the wet wipes. Right. And I understand having wet wipes because it's like you said, Adam Carolla said, it's like wiping oh, peanut butter out of, butter out of a shag carpet. Out of a shag carpet. <laughs> but I would imagine it's you so want hilarious. some Something dry to maybe do that first and then use the wet wipe and then dry it off with the toilet paper. Right, like the in combination, it's like it's like you need it's like peas and carrots. Like I feel like they go together well, like the both. Yeah. Like one I mean, toilet paper for women I feel like is fine, but for a dude you should probably have both. But so it was just shreds left and I had I was so I was puking in the morning, but um I was like I didn't, you know, you can, the sound of puking is also, there was like the, oh my god, it's so embarrassing. Yes, remind me to talk about when I had puked um, in the public bathroom when I was sick that weekend too, because yeah, that that was. Yeah, everyone knows the sound, it's, there's no way around it. So I was like, do you have toilet paper? And I didn't know it was going to be in his garage, but he's like, oh yeah, it's in the garage. I'm like, can you go get it? And I literally was like, go, so that at that moment I was going to puke and I did not want him to hear me. Yeah, so you could be like, Yeah, (laughs) it was was those noises. Because the time I had puked also, but he was asleep when I was puking okay. previously. So luckily he didn't hear me in the morning. Obviously he heard me at night and when I was puking in the shower, his shower and getting chunks in his drain. Oh my God. But that type of puking when you're super drunk, there's not even really noises. It's, it's yeah, just, it just it's comes like projectile out. Yeah, yeah, like it's more of a soft flow. It's like judging down like a mountain or something. Like it just comes, goes yeah, down on your like, skis. Yeah, you're just like, But in the morning it's like, yeah, like it's, your body's like pushing, pushing, pushing. And you got those dry heaves and like. And oh. I had nothing in my stomach so it was all dry heaves and then he gave me tea before I left and then oh my I, gosh, which was really not a nice. good idea. Yeah, but oh. not a good idea. No, so don't drink tea when you're hungover. Well, I puked it up uh, but I also had to take the Uber home and the guy, the Uber driver was like staring at me in the rearview mirror because I was just sitting there holding my hand over my mouth. This was noon on Saturday. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm like just a little hungover. I'm, I'm trying, but I'm, I'm a little hungover. I'm trying my best. And so finally, like a mile from my apartment, I was like, pull over, pull over. And I just puked out all the tea. So it was just water, projectile water. Oh my God. You and it's like thing. the people driving by me, that's almost like that, like that deserve it. That they probably knew I was hungover. But also in those moments, you don't give, you don't a, give shit, a fuck. Cause you're like, I got to puke. I don't care who sees me. This shit is getting out right now. Yeah. And it's crazy the, how much better you feel after you puke. You feel a thousand yeah, times you're like, better. What businesses can I start? Like, how much money can I make? Like, yeah. I am on top of the world. But then it slowly <laughs> creeps back oh, in. Oh, yeah. And you're like, Bleh. You get, like, 20 minutes. A of, piece. A piece, yeah. And, and then, then it's, it's, it's back. Yeah. It's back. But basically what that did was then sent me into a depression for the rest of the day because I humiliated myself in front of this like total catch of a dude and I still had been rejected by the other guy and what I did immediately was like go right back on Bumble because it's like I've never thought I needed attention from men but as I'm getting older and feeling less valuable it's like I'm looking for it and so to distract myself from starting to feel so sad I'm just like reaching out to dudes it's crazy so I have a date tomorrow night well good Um, for you but it's just because at least you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable unfortunately that does come with rejection and having to deal with rejection but so much rejection it's weird like I can take rejection from casting directors or from like you know, an acting coach or whatever, but, like, this person-to-person, like, I thought I was more of a catch, but apparently I'm only a catch in, like, Kentucky, not in L.A. Uh, I disagree with that. I just think that out in L.A., it's so much harder to be caught. To want, to, for someone to be willing to catch someone. Yeah, it's just, it's, like I said, no one comes out here to to catch someone. They come out here for their own shit, and they just so happen to date in the process right. of... And they just come out to catch STDs, apparently. Yeah, catch You need to sleep around with people. And... Exactly. 
it's it's excruciating. And I wish that like I went through this in my twenties because I was in a relationship all of my twenties. That's right. So now I'm in my thirties and I'm behaving like a twenty year old who has daddy issues. And I don't even have daddy issues. I have a f- wonderful father. Father's Day is on Sunday, and I'm gonna be like, Dad, you're the best. Yeah. But I don't know why I'm still seeking attention from shitty men. No, so I have the same problem. It's like I wish I had daddy issues, so I had something to blame right. my weirdness on. But right. it's like, no, I have a great dad. He did a great job raising me. He's always been there in my life. Like, my parents are still married, which I think has fucked me up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Do they I hate each other? Is that why it fucked you up? No, I just have this idea. It's like, my grandparents are still married. My parents are still married. My aunts and uncles are still married. And so, I come from this world of... Of wanting normalcy. Yeah, of people that being married exist. for the rest of their lives. And then, you come out here and, like, everyone's parents are divorced. And, and that's fine, but it's not the world that I was raised in like I was raised and and actually thought like oh two people meet they fall in love they get married they have babies Mm -hmm. where it's like here no no, no, it doesn't really work that way it's like two people meet they fuck each other the guy goes the girl the girl loses her shit it just sucks that like wanting stuff that like you need to live in suburbia for like you can't have both like you can't want to have like a career in Hollywood and also like the life of a suburban person at the same time like you have to pick one or the other either you're going to be fucked up but the thing is, either or is going to be fucked up. Like, you could have the white picket fence and still be just as fucked up, just quiet. More, you're more quiet about it. Well, then you just have shit to deal with. Because yeah. it's like, I um, I always talk about this with my therapist. And I'm like, Ugh, I have this group of friends that have kids and they're married. And it makes me feel so shitty. And she's always like, if you had a kid, you'd have a whole other set, set of, of problems. fucking problems yeah. to deal with. Yeah. And well, my I would sister, probably have postpartum depression. Totally. Too. My sister has a three-year-old, and I like whenever I talk to my sister, I'm like, I want because my niece is like so cute, and like my sister, it looks so cozy because I'll Facetime. Right? Is like Alexa, my niece is going to bed, and so it's like looks so cozy. She's fresh out of the bath in her little bathrobe, and my sister just like combs her hair, and like they're in their cute cozy room. But then my sister told me the other day, she's like, oh, I'm drinking way more than I've ever drank. And my sister can drink like an Irishman, like under the table. Oh, wow. And she's like, and I'm drinking more than ever. And it's because I'm going crazy because I'm so bored because I'm going to work and coming home and have no life and just I'm taking care of a child. And like, so, and it's my sister's relationship and and my relationship is like, um, our relationship is weird because I'm clearly the one that needs more attention than she does. So she's always asking me about my life and my problems, but then... Right, and being there for you. Yeah, but I just figure she's fine because she's like, got a beautiful house and a beautiful daughter and a beautiful man and blah, blah, blah. She's set up. It looks good on paper. Again, it's it's like, ooh, and she drives a Mercedes. Damn, I'm jealous. Yeah, damn. So they have like, it's just they have everything they need. And so my problems always seem to come first, but the other day I was, which I feel shitty about, um... But at the same time, also my problems are more interesting. Like, um, mine are more fun. I'm like, Mo, I get to, sh- like, show you pictures of my bruised butt. Well, also, so I just feel like uh, that's why we're here in L.A., because we need more attention. Yes, exactly, and she knows that. She's like, so, all right, my sister's a little screwed up. Yeah. And, like, I'll give her I'm the, the same way. I need all the attention. I have three brothers, and it's like, no, it's about me, me, me. Thank yeah. God I'm the only girl. I was going to say, thank God my sister isn't like me. We would hate each be other. Be battling for Constant. This is actually the problem with my older brothers and I is that like there's just like not a sibling rivalry but I think my older brothers hate the fact that I am the only girl and that I do get so much attention yeah, yeah. and like I'm named after my dad and I'm just and like you're the girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm the favorite. <laughs> and so it, they they yeah. kind of hate me for yeah. that I think, but it's like I can't help it. You, you can't know? help being a wonderful amazing woman. A wonderful amazing woman. Woman. Um, so, yeah, so the dating thing, I just kind of want to finish up with that being that we, the last time when we taped this, we had mentioned when do you, when do you tell someone that you're dating that you have depression or a mental illness? Um, and I think you just tell them when you drink too much and then they figure it out on their own. Well, I had asked you, what would you want someone to do if you were out with someone would you want to know right away or would you want to know after you guys have decided that you like each other or if someone opened with that on a first date or not opened with it but brought it up on a first date like oh by the way you know I I suffer from depression or whatever would you want to be told I'd want to know not so soon that it ruins whatever like fun sexy vibe right but I wouldn't want to be told so late that it I've already invested time and maybe not that I would leave them over depression, but it would maybe play a fa- a role in whatever decisions. Um, but so that's 
what I want, but what I want to do is kind of basically just, like, not tell them. Right. But also, I think it's the wrong person if you don't feel comfortable telling them. Right. Um, and I was saying with the guy that I've been, like, chasing for seven months, I never, ever once mentioned anything about depression because he would talk wow. about his... Um, ex-wife was super insecure and he's uh-huh. like I can never date anyone like that again but and, being insecure and being depressed is different but I felt like there was some equivalent there where he wouldn't he would hear depressed and go ugh like yeah because not... people that don't understand it just there's a stigma around yeah. it so yeah. they just assume that you're all of these things that maybe you're not maybe you're just yeah. sad as opposed to yeah. being sad and insecure and all the, this other yeah. shit that yeah. comes along with it so I kept that totally quiet like I packed it away in my little suitcase and was like no 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 not showing it and then um he didn't know about it until I put out a thing saying we were doing this podcast and so he asked me about it oh shit yeah and so like I kind of felt like not that we were serious or like official or anything but I felt like kind of like I was caught like oh because he was like what do you you're doing a podcast on depression kind of like why and what'd you say I was like oh yeah I go I just I go I haven't mentioned it to you because I go it's so minor I try to play it play it down yeah I was like it's so minor I go I've I've been on antidepressants for for years and like it's totally under control I go it's just something that um would be fun to talk about whatever you know I tried to play it down um but he's like he's like um am I depressed or something like that and I go oh no he goes I get sad and I go yeah but you don't get like want to kill yourself sad yeah he's like yeah you're right yeah. Okay, I don't have depression. Like, he kind of, for a second, had to reevaluate himself. But then after that, again, like, we had no commitment to each other, so he probably didn't give a flying fuck that I had depression. But it didn't seem to affect anything, which was which was kind of reassuring to know that the next guy, it probably isn't as big of a deal as I made it out to be to tell him. Because my ex, like, it was a major issue for us. Right. As it was for you guys. Yes. Yeah. In my last relationship, that's part of why it ended. My depression right. was spiraling so bad that my ex was like, I don't want to be a part of this. If something happens, if you do something to yourself, like, I don't know how to handle this anymore. Yeah. And he literally was like, I can't do this. And I was like, all right, well, I don't, We it had run its course, so I was fine with it. But it definitely bothered him, even though he had been on antidepressants before and had struggled with depression earlier in his life. And um, it was a huge problem, though. But the last guy I dated, we were friends before we had dated. So he kind of knew a little bit about my depression. And he would say that he suffered from depression as well. But I don't think it he was... He was probably playing it up so you can be like, look, we're the same. Well, also, it's like he has such a great life where it's like, I don't know. But then, again, you can have the best life ever and still be depressed. But I was just like, you're not really depressed but he was so like oh get off meds and like you gotta do stuff like this and that and it'll help your depression I was just like stop you don't know what I'm going through it's really like flashing your hand in their face stop stop yeah yeah stop Stop. um but (laughs) when I went out with the guy who didn't have toilet paper and just had wet wipes aka my doctor (laughs) which I didn't reveal on here I'm just now revealing oh I thought we revealed oh shit we didn't we didn't but now he's not my doctor anymore so it doesn't matter right um but for our listeners, I did go out with my doctor. Shit. I'm sorry. I was thinking no, I don't be it. sorry because yeah. now, it, like I said, it's not even a thing. Um, and it was so not so long ago, but it was months ago, and it it really doesn't matter. And I was planning on revealing it, but now is the perfect time to. So, a couple episodes back, if you guys remember, I went out with the guy who was like a hoarder. It ended up being my doctor, and I was actually surprised that he even went out with me because he knew how deeply depressed I am and that I've been struggling with... That's actually funny. Like, how do you reveal it? You just go out with your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to reveal anything. It was really easy. But then when, like, you know, I decided I didn't really like it and we kind of started going our own way, he did text and he was like, hey, are you still horribly depressed? (gasps) And I was just like... Oh, he was trying to throw that in your face. Yeah, and I was just like, are you still a hoarder? I didn't say that, but... Is your bathroom still disgusting? Yeah, do you have any toilet paper? Probably not, You should have. Yeah, I bet your ass is dirty as hell. Did you even respond to that? That's Um, such an asshole thing to say. It was so asshole-y. I I did respond to it, but I cannot remember what I said, and I'm not even going to look it up because I'm just not even going to go there. Yeah. 
You but, should just Amazon Prime him a pack of toilet paper. I, He'll know that's it's a good. I, no, I should just go and leave it. Yeah, maybe Amazon Prime because then it's just delivered. Yeah. But uh, I should go and teepee his, his apartment. Oh my God, yes. I should go and toilet yes. paper his little white picket fence because he has a little white picket fence around his bungalow and just go teepee it one night. That is. Be like, here you go, bitch. Clean your ass with this. <laughs> but uh, again, he knew you know, that I was on all of well, these right. meds and, and I was going through it and he went out with me anyway and gave me a shot anyway. And he was yeah. actually into yeah. it. I'm the one that, that ended it because it just, it wasn't my vibe, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But it here's the crazy part too, now that it's been revealed, why is someone who's literally prescribing meds to people a hoarder with no toilet paper? Yeah. It's like you're hoarding everything and you don't have toilet paper. Like... You have everything. You yeah. Have, you have, like, months-old cans of beans. beans. Or years-old cans of beans. Yeah. But you get, don't have any toilet paper. How does that even happen? How do you do that? You have, like, garbage bags from the early 2000s. Why do you not have toilet right. paper? That doesn't make any sense. Right, right. But, um, also, how are you treating mental illness and having a mental illness? That's what I'm saying. After that's that, like working out with like a, a fat aerobics, aerobics instructor, right? That's I've like, had that, and I'm like, no, no, no. I want to like look up to who I'm working out with or by. Yeah, that's yeah. like having like an obese trainer where it's like, no, I can't trust you. Right, right. You're not even doing this for yourself. Right. So what the right. fuck? So right. it was actually great because then I got a new doctor, and he's the one that took me off Prozac. And let's be real, Prozac was making oh. me feel. Oh, there's there's a dog for you. <laughs> Prozac was making me feel. Now I realize now that I've been off of it for what a week. Uh, I f- you feel I, better. I do feel better. I don't feel as flat as I was feeling, and just like my negative thoughts were so bad. But I have to say, on Prozac, I was sleeping really, really well. Uh, and my sleep is not good since then. But didn't you say you were having weird sleep or something? Or there was a night you couldn't sleep or something like that? That was the... So he took me off Prozac, and that night... Oh, right. And I had a bad night. And then the next day I went to him, and I was like, look, I cannot live... I need my sleep. I'm an old-ass bitch. I need to get my rest. (laughs) And... Also, my grandfather is sick, so it's super hard for me to sleep. And anytime I fall asleep, like, I'll have dreams about him yeah, and wake up yeah. instantly. Um, so he gave me the trazodone, and that was just bad news. I actually have an appointment later today, and I'm just going to tell them, like, I just need something to just help me sleep at night. I That's it. But, and I don't want Ambien, because I've been on Ambien. I hallucinated yeah, on Ambien. Yeah, oh, my God. My mom, it's the funniest. My mom takes Ambien, and she... Um, She's the cleanest person in the world. Like, no, nothing's ever out of place. But on Ambien, like, she'll, she, like, will wake up in the morning. and She'll wake up in the morning, and there is, um, the whole kitchen's a mess. Like, she was just, like, <gasps> yeah. gonna, like, cook herself a whole dinner and never put anything away. And then she wakes up, and she's like, what? Because that would, my mom would never do that in a million years. She doesn't even leave a cupboard, a creek open. Okay, so I had dated this girl years ago, and she would take Ambien. Wait, you dated a girl? Yeah, I've... Damn! I've dated a couple what? guys. You didn't know this? No. Well, I have a very open mind. Oh, shit. And obviously a very open vagina as well. Oh, my God. Um, it doesn't have to be that far open for women, though. But, yeah, no. We don't have much to give you there. Yeah, just a couple of fingers, you know. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, But I had dated this girl and she would take Ambien and she would take it and she would get crazy with me. Like, she would take (laughs) it and a half hour later she'd be like, with the remote in my face and she'd be like, I'm trying to shut you off. I'm trying to turn you off. And she would like, get on top of me and be all like, smashing my face and I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, she would get psycho on me and try to like, not fight me, but, like, would push me, but, like, yeah, play fight yeah, me. And I'm yeah. like, you're a whole different person. Yeah. I also had a but friend. Then would she actually sleep, though? She would end up falling asleep, but I actually told her back then, I was like, yo, you got to get off this Ambien because it's making you a monster. I was like, you need something like Xanax that'll just knock you out, not something that's going to keep you awake and make you act wild. Right. Because right. she would get, like, super hungry and, like, rah, 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 go eat all this stuff. And then the next morning, she wouldn't remember shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, you ate, like three plates of spaghetti last night and she'd be like what and I'm like yeah and you she would like put her hand over my mouth when I'd be in the middle of talking and I'm like yeah you put your hand over my mouth weirdo and I yeah ambient I don't want again I just want something that's gonna calm me the hell down you know what actually works really well weirdly and I mean melatonin 
No, I I don't maybe, but I over the counter just Zequil. <gasps> I have knocks me out. I have Zequil. Okay. Um, because when I had had the flu recently, I was taking it, so I need to try it sober or not sober, uh, just not sick. Yeah, yeah. And see if it helps me. But what I also take is Benadryl. Benadryl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really helps knock me out. But I get very groggy in the mornings with Benadryl. That's, that's the problem is that, why, like, with Z-Qual, I get super groggy the next day. So I only – it's almost good in a way. Like, it makes me only take it when I absolutely need it because then I – because the next day I'm always screwed up. So, yeah. So Z-Qual or all those things. Like, I'm, I've never really needed sleep aids. Like, everyone knows. Like, I sleep just super heavy all yeah, the time. Yeah, you're a good sleeper. I'm such a good sleeper. You sleep – you do sleep – like well, I've, not that I watch you sleep or know how you're <laughs> sleeping. Uh-huh. But um, – I feel like you sleep like a man. Oh, I do. Like, you I knock do. out like a dude, because I feel like I dudes sleep hardcore, like a dude will just watch some TV and pass out. By yeah. the way, you guys are probably hearing my dog grunting his ass off, but he's all over Kristen right now and just making his grunting noises. I love that he makes them when he's awake and asleep. Yeah. He had a throat surgery, and so ever since then, he just grunts oh, away. Oh, poor puppy. But, um... Yeah, sleeping does not come easy for me. It never has. That's part of why I smoke pot as well. Yeah. Um, and I had stopped smoking weed the day that I stopped my Prozac, too, which I don't think my puking was from that because weed withdrawal does not yeah, make you yeah. throw up. But the timing was all off, and so I just I wasn't sleeping, and then the trazodone didn't help me. And, uh, yeah, but I'm back on the weed, so. And, I and feel you're not puking right I'm now. I'm not puking. I'm only smoking at night. And I actually feel a lot better. But I'm still doing my TMS. Right. So when does that end? How much longer do you have left? I think I have a week or maybe two weeks left. And you're not, like, you don't feel good on it? Okay. You don't like it? I had a little breakthrough yesterday where I, I went to talk therapy yesterday and on my way there, I, like, rocked out hardcore in my car mm-hmm. because they were playing, like, old school 90s rap on the radio. And I was just like, hell yeah. Yes, I still listen to the radio. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but I had felt really just happy in that moment. And I was like, okay, I haven't done this in years. I don't ever want to rock out in the car because I'm just like, ah, I hate traffic. I'm driving. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, this is an improvement. Yeah. But I also had a really good therapy session and had discovered that I have a fear of abandonment, which mm. we'll have to talk about this on a different episode because there's a lot of shit behind my fear of abandonment that I didn't realize. But uh, I knew that I have fear of rejection and I hate rejection, but the fear of abandonment thing has made me, it, I just, it was a very eye-opening um, therapy session. How did so. you discover it? Well, I was talking to her about how I... I just react to things. Okay, so there was an email between me, my ex and I where I had reached out to him and then he wrote back and I wasn't I didn't like his response. Mm-hmm. And so immediately my first instinct was block, delete the thing or uh write him back a really like bitchy, snarky email or something. Like right away I was mad and the way that I react to any type of rejection mm. or now I see fear of abandonment is I immediately want to burn that bridge down. So I was explaining that to her that like I'm a good bridge burner in in my relationships. But wouldn't that mean you're abandoning them in a way? Well, because my fear is that you're going to burn my bridge first. Oh, so I'm going to fucking torture's down before yeah. you can torch mine down. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I've always been in relationships. I'm always the one to end the relationship even if I don't want it to really end in the back of my mind. I'm always like <gasps> They're going to leave me. You have to beat them to it. I'm going to leave you first. And this is also why my entire life, I realized last night, I've struggled with suicidal thoughts and like just, I've had many suicide attempts, which we can discuss in other episodes or uh, the next episode, whatever. But um, it's my way of leaving life before life can leave me. It's my way to say, fuck you life before life says, fuck you. Right. And it was a real eye opener for me. And I'm like, oh, I definitely have fear of abandonment and recognizing that kind of makes me a little less scared of being abandoned. Like I I realize now why my emotions are so, or why I'm so quick to react in the way that I do to uh, someone that I'm dating or seeing right. that I like. I, I'm always the first to like cut it off or end it. And I do that with a lot of things in my career I've done it. 
Um, not so mm-hmm. much in friendships, luckily, but I've done it with family. I've done it in, in life. And so... But that's the thing in therapy is, like, you have these, like, discoveries, and then what do you do with it? Like, then how do you... I t- talk to my therapist about that. It's like, I'm learning all this stuff about myself, but now I just know it. And I'm yeah. not changing any behavior. So but I do guess, you like, feel like when you recognize certain things like that or patterns that it kind of, in a way, not defeats it, but it kind of, like, takes yeah, a little bit well, of it off of you? Well, in therapy, a little bit. So I forget to even... I forget. Like, once I leave therapy, I never have gone to therapy. Like, it's right. like, I don't carry the practices or whatever with me until I just go back to therapy and talk and then all of a sudden I have all these problems again or not all of a sudden but I have the problems because I haven't fixed them yet so my therapist and I talk about how there's two sides to me um there's uh it's my dog's nails he needs to get his nails cut oh my god he needs a pedicure yeah he could have some badass like nails like how you have sometimes I got scratched up by a dog yesterday with long ass nails yeah well he just freaks out so bad that I procrastinate doing it but anyway my therapist um basically says that there's two sides to me and so one is Christina and one's Kristen and Kristen's the weak one Kristen is like passive and feels sad and has a negative voice and always is going to tell herself the worst and then Christina's the sassy one who's like no I can do this shit and I'm funny and I'm the confident the confident one but Christina like disappears for like weeks at a time and then Kristen's in charge and so like I never think about that when I'm actually in my life, and I don't know if it was this morning in the car or yesterday on the way back or something from therapy, but I thought about it, and I was like, no, try to be Christina. Like, try to actually hold Christina. Like, I should put a, I should put, like, a post-it in my car that says Christina or something yeah. so I'm reminded yeah. of the existence of that side of me. Yes. Because the other side, even though she's the meeker one, she's louder, the, the the weak one. Right. She's like a loud-ass bitch. It's like, well... She's the better bitch. Yeah. It's like, but why are you so strong when you're so weak at the same time? Yeah. So I need to start, like, taking things that I discover and actually, like, apply Applying them. Applying them. Which I never do. I, t- I tell my therapist, I'm here, but it's never going to fix me or change anything. Right. It's kind of a waste of time. My therapist uh, tells me something similar about myself where I have the light side and the dark side and my dark side is just completely taken over and she... Well, this is what I say. It's like chocolate ice cream mixing with vanilla ice cream. Yeah. You could have the same amounts of chocolate and vanilla, but chocolate's always going to show up because it's like stronger and darker. Yeah, and it uh, it tastes... It's much richer. And everyone likes chocolate better. Yeah. Even though I like vanilla better. But it's like that dark side's going to show up just because it's... The dark's easier to show. It's it's easier to see. Yeah. But yeah, she now tells me... She... Yeah, it sounds good soft serve. Now I want yeah. a swirl. It's so hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she tells me something similar. And I... Again, she's always said that to me. And I've never, again, applied it either. I've always just been like, okay, like there's just this evil bitch in me that runs my life, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I see that that darker side is that side that's fucking scared of being abandoned, of rejection, of loneliness, and all of this other shit. But... It was, I just feel like, okay, I'm going to try to not burn any bridges. Like I said, I'm going to watch my reactions and see what happens. But fear of abandonment, man. Fear of fucking abandonment. Mm -hmm. Sucks. Well, yeah. I'm getting to the point where, like, I didn't ever know that I cared to have people in my life. Now I'm like, I need people in my life. Oh, yeah. And so I don't know if I'm afraid of being abandoned, but I'm definitely afraid of never having someone. I very much fear that I will never have a part, a life partner. Yeah. Um, in fact, I texted you this the other day. I was like, I'm about to trap someone, like maybe the next person, or if I see my ex and we sleep together, I'm going to try to trap him and get pregnant because this is how desperate I am. I would take a mini me just to have someone with me at all times and like something to take care of and I, that loves me and needs me like my dogs do, but a human version I of know, that. I know. It's a really bad idea, and I'm not going to do it after all. You it's talked like me out of it. the world's worst idea. Yeah, you definitely talked me out of it, but I can't lie. You I've can been, see the rationale behind it. I, I mean, I can too. It, it just makes sense to me, and I see why some women do that. I have a friend that's done that, and uh, she has a nightmare life. Yep. I do not want her life at all, but I it, she's got two babies that are with her all the time, and she's like, I'm so fulfilled. Yeah, I'm but so- when those babies become teenagers and they hate you and they don't want to be around you, but yet you're still responsible for them, and yeah. then the dude still doesn't want to be around you, and then you're just like... And then your just, kids have daddy issues. Yeah, tons of daddy issues. So it's just yeah. not cool. Yeah. Um, we should move on. Do you have a yeah. uh, who's sadder? 
Um, okay, so we talked about before, we talked about Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, and someone, Jesse, who's a super fan, um, let me know that Katy Perry recently was on Viceland's show, um, Therapy. In therapy or no therapy? Yeah, it's something therapy. Therapy, yeah, something ther- therapy. But um, she opened up about um, suicidal thoughts that she's had. But I almost feel like I want to be like, um, I feel like you're just saying that because you're on a show that's called Therapy or whatever. Yeah, and you just want I feel people like there's this weird deeper like, than you are. Her her latest album isn't doing well, and so mm. so she's like attention. There's this uh, like PR circus surrounding her right now. Yeah, because so, I saw her the other day too, like on stairs or something. She was like, fell on yeah, stairs like laying something. on stairs or something. Yeah. yeah, I saw that as well. But um, you know, there was drama that had happened with her not that long ago. She was on a red carpet, and they were like, "Where have you been? You've taken this break." And she was like. Oh, I had it was for my my mental health. So like I've been out of the scene so that I could work on myself. And they were like, oh, like something something is it going well or something? And she was like, well, I haven't shaved my head yet, have I? Oh, right, the Britney Spears. And thing. she was referring to Britney Spears. And so she has done this a couple times. And Britney Spears fans went fucking nuts over it, of course. And we're like, she needs to apologize. And so how I, old are Britney Spears fans, by the way, right now? Are they all like in their forties? I, I think feel like we're prob- all old now. We're, they're probably yeah in their thirties, forties now. <laughs> their nineties. But um, but I found it interesting because she now has a shaved head. She shaved her head. Yeah. So either that was her way of apologizing to Britney or her way of getting um, getting attention. But I yeah. remember we looked. I looked up a picture, and she looks like a lesbian. Yeah, and but but it's almost like not even a lesbian. It's just like a poor man's Miley Cyrus. Yes, which. Yes, which is kind of lesbian. It's like poor man wannabe lesbian. Yeah. Wanna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanna but it be is, like, you're right, it is right, the Miley Cyrus thing. Yeah, and actually, the guy who cut Miley Cyrus's hair, she got him to cut <gasps> her hair too. Oh my God, she's pathetic. So there's a lot of shit going on where a lot of people are saying that she's trying to pull what Miley pulled because Miley right. was so successful in her transformation. Right. Um, and so she's trying to do this like transformation thing. There's something very, to me, disingenuous about Ka- Katy Perry. Uh, I I have to agree. I I'll say that I respect her because I feel that she probably definitely works her ass off. Yeah, it's not easy to do what she's doing. It sucks t- for your album to fail. But and you have a gajillion million dollars. I was just and I really say, don't give a fuck. But at the end of the day, you got all the money in the world. You've got all the people surrounding you telling you yes, and so it's probably still a much better life. She's than like, mine. look at all this money I can cry into. Exactly, crying to your money, and also use it as toilet paper. Seriously, because. The doctor should. He makes enough money. Yeah. Who I mean, knows? As a doctor? I mean, you would think so as a doctor, but, but not student loans. Oh, yeah. Didn't he bring up he, like, couldn't, like, pay off his student loans It, it was No, it was something or, about, like, taxes. And I was like, why are you telling me about uh, yeah. your financial information? This yeah, is strange. It's so weird. But um, what's your, who's your who's sadder? So for this week, our who's sadder, which doesn't seem so obvious, but it's more comparing the competition between the two. Who's sadder? Uh... Kylie or Kendall Jenner. And this is because we had tweeted a photo of us mm-hmm. standing back to back, to back and then at right that in the same feed. moment in someone's feed, uh, Kendall Jenner, or was it Kylie, one of them tweeted a photo Kendall. of Kendall and Kylie back to back. So we're basically connected to them. We're basically the just older as awful. version of them. Yeah. We're yeah. like the older, poorer version of them. Yeah. I'll be. I want to be Kylie though because I want a new face and like life. You don't need a new face. I'll take one though. Why not? I know. Change things up a little bit. Yeah. Just reinvent yeah. myself. Can you believe that we like live with ourselves every single day of our lives? I hate it. It's crazy that it's we have so to wake annoying. up with ourselves. Like you, you want a break from someone? You can't take a break from yourself. That's Kylie what can. Are. She has. Yes, yeah, she, she has. She, she went and bought a new body, new face. She new just said bye hair. completely. Yeah, yeah. She she bounced. Well, so who's sadder? So. Kendall was born basically the way she looks, and so she's a model, and she has it naturally. She's got her dad's body, that long, skinny body. And then Kylie, doing better in terms of publicity, like, in terms of popularity, she has more Twitter, or, you know, more, like, Instagram followers. I think she has the most Instagram followers, like, her and Selena Gomez, I think, have the most Instagram followers in the world. Yeah, like, she, like, was way more famous than Kendall. If people don't really know who Kylie is, they would definitely not know who Kendall is. Right. So, but... Kylie has to live with the fact that, like, everything about her is fake. Like, this right. is not my face. 
Like this deep down inside, she nothing knows of that. My own. Yeah, nothing is is truly her. Right. Like it's literally like I've been doing way too many metaphors today. I don't know. It's just. But like, do you think she cares because she did? grow up and was raised in a family around a bunch of women that have completely altered their appearances. That's what they're notorious for. Like Kim no, and them but, and their asses. Now she's got that ass. But they all kind of somewhat resemble their old selves. She doesn't at all. Like she literally looks like a completely different person. I don't know if Kim resembles her old self. If you see a side by side, I gotta find one now. Well, I think Kim's transformation was slower, whereas Kylie's was more overnight. Yeah. So you see the bigger difference. So, like, my ex, actually, he's, like, right when Kylie was getting popular, he's, like, have you seen, like, the other Kardashian? He's, like, she's fucking gorgeous. I'm, like, that's not what she looks like. It's all fake. Yeah. But he just thought, and so there's people out there that don't know enough about. Well, I think men don't understand that either. No. For some reason, men are just, like, duh, duh, duh. Yeah. That, she just a looks pretty hot. girl. Yeah. yeah, she's got a big ass and titties. But she's really, and she's only, what, 19 or 18? 18, And 19, she's 20. got... Her hips done, her ass done, her boobs are huge now. Mm-hmm. She's got a completely different face. And by the way, she looks great in her photos, but it's when the face moves where it really I looks, haven't seen it move. I've literally never seen it. It's her very move. puppety and muppety, and you can yeah. tell that it's not natural. It's like things don't move around the way that yeah. they should. And I just can't wait until they're all in their forties and fifties. And stuff just starts going downhill. Well, I can't wait to see how all of these asses turn out because the Brazilian butt lift thing is a much newer procedure and we don't know. Yeah, they're the guinea pigs for it. Exactly. And they're just. You just call them, they're the pigs for it. Yeah, pigs. Not even, they don't need the guinea part. Just pig. They're the pigs for it. But it's like, what happens with those fat injections into your ass? Is it going to drop to the ground? Is it (laughs) going to stay there? Like, what I'm. Oh What's my god, just like? the visual of like Kim Kardashian's butt literally dragging on the ground as she walks is the best visual I've ever it's had. It's so in my good. Life. It's so good. But That's she so would good. never let that happen. No. But say they lost all their money. They couldn't maintain themselves. Maybe it could actually happen. Maybe, but I don't yeah, if they lost all their money, they definitely couldn't maintain it. But uh, I don't see them losing all of their money anytime never. soon no, never, either. Never, never ever, unfortunately. But uh, I'm trying to find a photo of Kim's old face. There was a side-by-side that was really, really good. But I can't. I have seen her old face. And now that you say it, like, I don't think it's as drastic as Kylie. But, because Kylie was, I find, actually unattractive before. I think Kim yeah, was well, still kind of pretty. I think that, yeah, I think Kim definitely still, she looked much more Persian yes. before. And, like. Uh, she like she still had a little had, shadow above her. Yeah, lip. she still. Yeah, had oh pretty, my god, she was so Persian. She was very pretty still, um, but she's definitely her skin is a lot lighter. Her just her whole look has really. If changed. I was like a mean stalker, I would send her this picture every day. I would just snap it to her and every just be single like, day. Here you go. Yep. Here you go. Just a reminder. This go. is actually who you are. This is actually who you Don't are. Forget. Don't, Don't forget. Don't forget. Never forget. Yeah. Like, like 911. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, I would send her that all day, every day. And that's her newer face. Yeah, no, I know. She looks way better. I mean... She looks way better. But the problem is, it's when you you look better, and that's a problem, is that, like, that's why they do it, because... Yeah. You do... Yeah, like, ooh. Yeah, she looks... I mean, not that she was ugly now. before, but... But, see, Kylie grew up seeing that, so right. to her... It could be normal. That's normalcy. But Whereas I, for us, where right. it's like, we come from just boring-ass lives. Yeah. It's like... Like, our father's still a man. Yeah, and our... Like, my mom just has her natural face. She's never had work done. Like, right. she doesn't have Botox or right. anything. So, it's like... It, so, who's sadder? So, I feel like Kendall's probably sadder. No, I feel no, like Kylie... Kylie. I want to say Kylie's sadder. I think Kylie's sadder because... Don't get me wrong. I think Kendall's, like, maybe done her lips a little bit and had some Botox, yeah. of course, which is totally fine. Maintenance. Uh, you know, you want to... Uh, which, again, is crazy because she's, like, 20. She's 20. She doesn't need to do it, yeah. but you want to preserve I get it. You're in the spotlight. Whatevs. Yeah, who cares? I, I understand. You got I'm a bajillion dollars, yeah. so it's all good. But I definitely think Kylie is sadder because she has completely changed her appearance, which means she probably really struggled with that her whole life. Oh, yeah, what she actually looked like before. And being yeah, against her sisters with her old face and her old body and right. being with her beautiful sisters. Right. I mean... 
I think she wins the Satter. I think, yeah. she's I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we should award her that with more lip injections. Why like that's, not? That's what she gets. I think she should award us with some I know. lip injections. Uh, her lips do look amazing though, too. It's like whoever did it did an amazing job. No, she has the best of the best, absolutely. But she also started so young when she was like seventeen. Oh so God. that's why I think that that's ridiculous. She's definitely the one who's who's sadder. Yeah. Um. Oh, I wanted to say this to shout out. I forgot to do it at the top. A shout out. I have an intern, and his name is Day. We he's, love you, Day. He's a badass, and he's helping us with a lot of stuff um, and research Thank and you. all this kind of good stuff. So um, if you guys uh, see Day on the street, tell him I said thanks. Tell him we said what up, Day. <laughs> or say hey to him. Um, I have a depression impression. Oh, yes. Do which, it. Uh, it, this is a shout out to Winnie the Pooh, but Eeyore. Yes, yes. Eeyore I love that text the other day. Yeah, my depression impression. Um, there's a quote that I just wanted to read from Eeyore that says, I never get my hopes up, so I never get let down. Which is the best advice ever. Such for me. good advice. For me. I actually, after you had said that to me, I said it to my friend uh, uh, the other day because after you, because she was talking about this dude that she rematched with on Bumble that she had seen before, and she's like, I'm like, don't don't think that he's going to text you because, or because, that he's going to write to you because then it's just going to make it worse when he doesn't. Yeah, so don't just keep your expectations it. at a zero, literally at a zero. And I've always said that, but I've said it in a different way. I've said it um, that like I never tell people like I'm good at anything, so that like when I do do something good, it's like they were surprised or you know. I agree. I, I agree. Like with I always all set the that. bar at mediocre, so like I can exceed it possibly. But still mediocre, still pretty hard to hit sometimes, yeah. especially when you're me. Makes sense. Um, well, we should do, like you said in the text, an Eeyore thing like every show. Like, Let's do it. Yeah, Eeyore's can, the best. He is the best. I and, always as a kid related with him. And you know what I did? I, like doing my Eeyore research, I completely forgot that he didn't have a tail. His yes, tail was, was nailed pinned on. on. Yes. yes. And Poor so boy. they were oh. always like pinning different shit on him mm-hmm. to like try to give him a tail. And he was so ashamed about not having a tail. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Eeyore was the shit. Like, Whoever that, wrote Eeyore, I wish. I want to meet We should talk them. about that person. Yeah, we should find out yeah. who's behind Eeyore yeah. because that's really the only depressed, like, Cartoon child yeah. book character what the fuck ever it is that exists right the only other one that i can think of which is not depressed is just fucked up which is totally not on the same level of eeyore but ren and stimpy oh yeah no they were just they were just crazy nuts yeah i loved that show that show was so good it was such an adult show it was such an adult show i can't believe my mom let me watch it me i same my parents actually electric fence my parents actually loved ren and stimpy those 90s cartoons at that time were like so now I watch them and I'm like oh my gosh yeah. there's like Beavis and Butthead Beavis and Butthead Rocco's Modern Life even oh, like Rocco's Modern Life. Life there's just a lot of grown up shit in them that, that I didn't realize was happening when I was little oh yeah it's crazy um okay so for FDAT shit um Mr. Day did uh amazing research for me thanks and again Day thanks Day and so um I said I wanted to talk about the um, Kirkbridge buildings a while ago in another episode, um, which are the psych wards and insane asylums. Just get a little history on them. Um, it's not like crazy. It's not as interesting as I was hoping it would be. Um, I'll just read it with a little more fervor, and then people will be like, "Oh, that's so interesting." Okay, go um, for it. So they were devised by this guy named Thomas Story. Wait for it, Kirkbridge. Oh, yes. Can you surprise, believe it? surprise. He was born in 1809 in Quakers, Pennsylvania, but he wasn't a Quaker, I believe. Kirkbridge. Kirkbridge is one word. It makes me want to instantly burn it down because I'm a, bur- oh, yeah. a, a, a bridge oh, burner. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to burn him to the ground. Yes. That's my instinct. Um, that's amazing. You should do that. Um, Kirkbridge buildings were designed so um, two wings were on each side, men and women, so they wanted to keep men and women separate. The blueprint kind of looked like a bat with its wings spread, which is just kind of eerie like, yeah, in general. Yeah, it's kind of freaky. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it could fit with our uh, our opening theme. Absolutely. Um, there were patients um, closer to the central building. The patients that were closer to the central building were the patients that were more sane. Um, because they didn't want anyone close to them that was I don't crazy. know. I feel like... Maybe it's a noise issue. Like uh, the crazier ones are louder. It's more like if them, visitors yeah, come farther away. Yeah, yeah. They're handling business in the central yeah, building. So. Yeah, it's like you crop your ugly friend out of a photo, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. That I was get weird. That. Um, the uh, they kept. They wanted to make sure there was tons of natural light. Um, 
and would provide fresh air and views to cultivated grounds. So they're trying to make it a very pleasant place. But basically, um, the lack of funding then sent them very quickly into just like disrepair and all, you know, a lot of them became abandoned. But it was so quick in the time frame because um, most of the buildings were born, born, born. They were born. I birthed them. Yeah, I birthed out bricks of your out of my vag. Um, they were built between 1848 and 1890, but by the early 1900s, most of them were abandoned or demolished already. What did, what so did really they quick. do with the people that they, were in them? They went to um, poor houses and um, like the streets and whatever. How come poor houses don't exist anymore? Because I need to go. They to do. One. It's called my apartment. I'm broke. Oh well, then we're <laughs> in the poor house right now. Yeah, I know. Honestly, like I think just if I feel like having a poor house before would have been like more like less awful I feel like today because there's so many drugs and stuff like drug addicts and it's yeah. just like nastier now or something like yeah I feel like there should would have been at least a little sophistication to people living in poor houses back then right whereas now it would just literally be like people sharing needles yeah. I don't know maybe I'm now just... it's just a trap house yeah as opposed yeah. to a poor house yeah yeah um and so interestingly enough um Dr. Kirkbridge ended up marrying one of his mental patients after his wife had passed away. And then he lived basically the rest of his life in one of his buildings. Um, I believe it was still functioning. Um, so see, doctors died. doctors are attracted to their patients quite often. He oh, married yeah. Them, see? He didn't have any toilet paper. See, dudes love crazy <laughs> bitches. He sent her a text, an oh. asshole text. He's like, you still crazy bitch? Yeah, he was like, is, is you still insane? Yeah. And the, so... Where I'm from, I had mentioned on the show before, there's a really cool, crazy-looking old asylum um, in Utica, New York, and it just looks so eerie. Like, you can hear, like, you can hear the organ, and you can hear the screams, and it's just, like, so crazy-looking. It looking. just gives you the whole, yeah. like, visual and the sounds. You can yeah. just see it like, all. If the sky, I love that. It's crazy. Like, if the sky it's is so blue cool. and the sun is shining, still, when you go by that building, it still feels dark and, and like, those, cloudy and eerie. Those buildings are fucking huge, it's massive. too. It's massive. It looks, like, so elegant in a way because the pillars, yeah. and there's, like, thousand stairs leading up it, um, and it's all, you know, that concrete. Yeah. Um, but it was called... Um, New York State Lunatic Asylum. Oh. And then it changed. That's not very nice. And then it changed later to Utica Psychiatric Center. Okay, that's um, better. It opened in 1843, and so it was basically built well before um, the Kirkbridge buildings, and so it was, um, it was, uh, 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 influence, it influenced the design of the Kirkbridge buildings. Interesting. Yeah. I saw yeah, one yeah. abandoned, uh, one of those abandoned uh, asylums in Kentucky one time and it's like just out in a forest and it was so cool and like you said you drive up it and you just see this giant building and you can like hear it and just feel the Mm -hmm. energy still there almost it's very intense and like eerie and they actually do tours of it during Halloween cool which would be really fun and creepy to do that'd be awesome but um, all right, we're we're at an hour and seven minutes Mm. so all right, well then pep talk. Ooh, this is not my water. Pep talk today. You can still drink it. I don't have herpes or HPV or anything, so. Well, I do, so don't drink. I'm okay. Kidding. So, I'm just kidding. Give that to the dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, pep talk. Should we, do we need one this week? I don't know. Can you guys give us a pep talk? Yeah. Well, you guys. That's like a pretty, you just sang that beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> Can pep you talk, please? Give us a pep talk. Um, <laughs> we need a pep talk from you guys. Uh, Kristen also had an idea before we signed oh, off yeah, yeah. of you guys sending us your sob stories, basically. Yeah, yeah, like what your situation is, what you're frustrated with. We will read, and we're here for y'all. Yeah, we want to know what your um, mental illnesses are, how you handle them, and what you're or if going you're through. Better. Yeah, what has helped you? Um, Anything. Yeah, because we're we we want to know. And so you can send them to us on our Instagram, like direct messages, or um, on. The Mentally Chill Podcast uh, uh, Instagram direct message or Twitter. Yeah, you can tweet at or us. Or snap. Snap us. Um, but what is the Mentally Chill Podcast? I forget the it's new... It's just Mentally Chill Pod. That's the new That's Instagram. That's the new Instagram, not the old one. Okay, the old one we got locked out of. Mentally Chill Podcast. That's the new one. Okay, well, this was an awesome Barfy episode. We puked all over you guys mentally, emotionally. My dog grunted in all of your faces, and uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed it. 
rate us maybe not on this episode (laughs) but on our other ones yeah and we will see you guys next week later bye